Going to Campers. Uh, Welcome to Camp Good Boy. There we go. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Woo. Welcome back. Before we get started, I think we should uh, talk about what transpired in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, over the first weekend. of all, Phil, I'm so glad you're alive. Good to see you. I was worried. <laughs> it was a very traumatic weekend. I still can hear the pattering on my glass of the rain. <laughs> That, from the storm. Yeah, no, and the whoosh of a, of a few puddles down down the alley by my one of my windows. The dirty water that I have to drink from. <laughs> my wife pleading with me not to throw the garbage out of my bare feet because I might get some kind of weird fungus on my foot, though that's never happened before. <laughs> that was the most bitch hurricane I've ever fought. <laughs> you know what? I'm never... Uh, let's just get a movie real quick. I would do Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, Ooh, but, uh, it's a great one. But technically, it's not on Comet. If fuck, I swear to God, if it's Outer Limits or, or anything other than... Oh, oh thank Christ. It's Dime, oh, wow. Dime, Dime Monster Dime. Never heard of this movie before. <laughs> but this is this is good. Oh, it, look. It looks like it's a British... Yeah. It, when, as soon as you see those telephone booths, yeah, you know yeah. where you are. Yeah. It looks like, the, like, one of the, like a Hammer film. Oh, wow. This could be... Yeah. I, you know what? These old British movies, except for like Straw Dogs, the, the movies set on the British countryside, I usually check out. Even if it's like... Uh, there was one... Um, no, it's just Straw Dogs. And uh, Wicker Man. Wicker, yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes you'll... I used to sometimes stumble upon an old, you know, movie set in the English countryside, and it would, it would sort of like lure me in. Well, there's uh, always a great bar. Great. Great pub. <laughs> right? Great pub. And there's always a local. Uh, see, Straw Dogs fucking hammers it. Like the, those guys are so sinister, and they have a great bar, some great sweaters. No, it was great. I know, I, I know. And the remake, the reboot was so not, not just lacked all of like the weird, like oh, foreboding yeah, right. that you could get in, you know, because it was like, I mean, rednecks are just so exaggerated and not scary at this point because they're just so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, those guys in the original were savvy. Yeah, they were sat, and they were also quite creepy, and like, you and they were, were British. Yeah, and they were British, and so it's right, right away their IQs went up by about like seventy five. <laughs> and fuck all of you listeners who are being like, oh god, Scott is so like anti South. Well, I am when you're all like ninety percent of like people in the South are still voting for Fatso Donald Trump. Like, come on, I mean, Ooh, people just shut the podcast. That's off. it. I'm over. It's done. <laughs> I know we're gonna get some hate mail. People but, uh, might people might people might start returning their uh you know never miss a scut app t shirts. You know? No, they really might. <laughs> they just start egging they just start egging Dorians and Yeah, that's right. They, they burn, burn, a- burn Dorians down. <laughs> then there's I, I start getting images of like t shirts of my picture of my face being burned in effigy, like like <laughs> like or run over by uh um, what the hell? Those steamrollers, like when uh, the Dixie Chicks, when they, when they, when the Dixie Chicks got canceled briefly. Oh, were they running over their CDs? Yeah, yeah, they were like destroying them because they uh, they criticized George W. Bush. Oh yeah, and then they they've had two of them because that was that one, and then they became just the Chicks now. Oh really? I didn't know they took the Dixie. Yeah. Oh they did, right. Yeah. That'll- I mean, that's sort of like double canceling yourself because, like, the Dixie Chicks. I mean, that's kind of it's like an iconic name. Yeah, it really and then is. you're like, sort of like, yeah, you guys are from the South. That's okay. Like, you can you can be from the South and and hate a lot of what you have to deal with in the South. Right. Right. You know, I think. But when you hear Dixie Chicks, you're like, oh, I know what that band is. When you yeah, hear no. the Chicks, it's like that could be. I know. Anything. I'm like, what is that? Like a so like it could a, be K-pop. It yeah, could be, could it be an rock? offshoot of the band Haim? Like <laughs> seriously, it could be. anything. I know it could be anything. I when I see that because I, I actually like the Dixie Chicks, and when I see it now on like serious, I'm just like, ah, 
Just fucking put dick. No, we know you're not racist. Yeah, I know. We get it. It's okay. We know who you are. You made your points very clear. Like you lost two thirds of your uh, fan base because of things you said. Um, But let's go back to, first of all, surviving Hurricane Hillary. So that was literally, honestly, like after COVID and what, what, like, Again, like I know the whole argument is like, well, we didn't know. So it's like, you know, you go outside, you wear a mask on because you don't know. But like, I'm never being like, uh, what is it? Fear mongering. I'm never letting anybody news, anybody ever, (laughs) ever again be like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Shit's going down. It's like, I'm just, I'm never running scared ever again. But we did know because we survived, because we went through like rainstorms that were identical to that. For in days, January. for in days yeah, in January right, right, and February. Right. So but I know. So I'm no, no, no. The leader, I'm never even my doing kid, it again. No, my kids woke up and were like, "What the fuck is this?" Because it was like a little drizzle. I mean, look, it rained hard, but it was yeah. like not like it was not unlike other rainstorms. Here's the thing that here was my big takeaway beyond the classic man, like the media's love of of disaster, particularly like hurricanes, because you can do like a countdown. Of, of the hurricane because you're like oh it's coming mm. oh it just made landfall you know in San Diego right, or whatever right. but my big takeaway was again obviously climate change is real and I think it's happening <laughs> I don't know I think it is no but I mean here's but again like here was like a, here was a big takeaway I had about climate change and what is also really worrying me about it beyond the lack of water and the slow march to a Mad Max Fury Road kind of a world, which is that like the social media aspect, like living through everyone's experience, which is so out of control. (laughs) I mean, so, and we've had two this summer. So the beginning of the summer was every fucking asshole from New York City who were freaking out about like the smoke from the Mm. Canadian wildfires. Mm. So everyone's like, this is the air right now outside of, um, of my apartment. You're like, okay. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. We get a lot of it. We see that a lot in LA, New York air by and large is bad and gross. I've noticed this having not lived there for 20 years. And then in LA, we got the whole freak out meltdown about the rainstorm the hur the hurricane it wasn't a hurricane it landed as a tropical storm uh, and then it was like a d- tropical depression um, which is just L A in general yeah basically <laughs> and then and then we got we got an earthquake which is again common for the area which everyone yeah, was freaking right, out which right. is kind of hilarious though no we, I was like of course oh I mean, yeah I was like of course you know obviously <laughs> um, you know but I mean clearly because there's nobody writing the scripts right now it's just a hat on a hat thanks mother nature yeah, but seriously was that one passed was that a non union writer yeah, it was definitely came- a scab definitely a scab <laughs> no but 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 then we've all but then we're all dealing with it it's like hello everybody like I don't like everyone's like personal narrative of living through these things it's like I don't ever really hear about all the bad shit that goes on in the Midwest, like tornado. It reminded me if I lived in the middle of the country, how much I would hate the coast. I mean, they're just so forgotten about by everybody. I mean, I have some best friends who live in the Midwest. I've forgotten about them and don't talk to them anymore because they live in the Midwest. But if I lived there and they knew what I was doing, I'd be mad at me and I'd be just right, mad yeah. in general because right. it's like, we've all, we were all, I mean, it's just like the, just the, the need to like, just tell everyone like, look, I mean, literally I had somebody who I had three people, three different people who I know mostly now via social media, they all had videos of a glass of water <laughs> on their like patio, and then it would go back in three different places during the storm. So Check like they were, they were they uh, were collecting rain. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like titling each each like card. I was like, is this like a a thing, like a TikTok thing? And then I was like, no, I couldn't find. I'm just like. I can't anymore, no. folks. I mean, I can't. I gotta. I'm. Not, I literally like after. I. I just. I mean, I'm close. You're unplugging. I'm probably gonna unplug. Honestly, I think that's the that's that's the way to go because you, you realize like it. It takes you back to when. To, it wasn't this annoying. It was never this annoying. No, life until was never we, this until annoying. we all got these little things and we all got these little apps and. But it was. It never was because you didn't know what people were doing. It was just like, oh yeah, I just like lived through the snowstorm. It was like, oh, that was bad. But like, I didn't have story after story of people's like trauma and people's right experience. people's trauma people's <laughs> photographs about it yeah, like right, right. i mean it's fucking annoying you know, it makes I, you hate people no it really does i mean again everything tri- everything is so triggering for me because i could go back to how angry i got with fucking the notre dame fire and then i had oh, fucking yeah. forty thousand people show me that they had actually been to Notre. it was literally they, they turned the fire into an excuse to tell people like guess what i've been there i've been to Paris. like fuck you i have to unplug i've decided because the other thing i've realized What's driving me crazy about it is that other than my camp, other than the Camp Good Boy page and the Camp Good Boy memes, and it's like, and I mean, I there's got to be somebody. There's got to be another Harvard one. Blow Club is my favorite okay. right now, which is a great one. It's just, it's just, it's just hilarious cocaine jokes. Do you follow Thursday Lines? No, I don't. You really should. All right, I'm gonna start. It's, I, it's definitely these like 24, 25 year old. It's definitely like, was it Gen Z? Is that the the generation that's awful? I don't. I don't know what it. Uh, yeah, they're all. Every generation is. <laughs> well, all, every that. generation on these apps I've decided now is awful. Gen. It's definitely these Gen Zers who just love <laughs> Coke, and it's all. I'm. I'm like. I don't even really get some of the references, but they're pretty fucking funny. Yeah, Harvard Blow Club is. <laughs> Harvard Blow Club is also a cocaine celebration site, and it is hysterical. Because um, I. I mean, I. I love a good cocaine joke. Somebody once said, like, I know I'm reading a Nick Scott script because there's usually a cocaine reference within the first 30 pages. Because well, it's so funny. It is. A fucking cocaine, <laughs> cocaine is so funny. But I, I mean, so other than those apps, so I've got to unplug because I also realize it's like I'm in my 40s. I don't, I'm, I, I'm communicating with people. I don't really know. Like, I, I'll get fucking, I'll have a few fucking cocktails and I'll be like, hey, what's up? Because I've got nothing else to do. Right. And I shouldn't be talking to people. I shouldn't be talking to anybody who I don't see on a daily basis. Yeah, right, right. Or at least two or three times a year. It should be like, if I run into you, this is why I'm going to unplug or I'm going to block all of you. Because if I don't run into you, if I don't, see you in my day-to-day, I don't really give a fuck, and I don't want to pretend that 25 years hasn't passed anymore because I feel mm-hmm. like I might I might live a healthier lifestyle if I realize, if I acknowledge the fact that I am, I'm solidly middle-aged. In five years, I'll be old, old, and um, I can't fuck around anymore, and I don't... It's, I, I, you know, nothing against any of you, but I'm going to block all of you. Ooh. Um, because I know it's just like, uh, you know, it's what annoying. Am I do? It's what am I doing? No, because it's also like, what am I doing? If I run into you in somewhere, see, like, it should be like the old days, like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, like our parents' generation. Like, they, they stopped talking to people. <laughs> and if they ran into somebody from their college days, it was like a fun experience. And they didn't know shit. Yeah, right. It's like they didn't see them collecting rain during a hurricane. Yeah, no, they didn't see their no, TikTok or like dance. praying to Notre Dame, or <laughs> or bitching about the smog in 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 New York, or yeah, that Notre Dame one was really uh, that was really the one where it's like, what's going on? Yeah, here? that one went, that one took me that one that was when I started to be like, there we are <laughs> we are sick, and you realize why? Because I literally when I take a picture of something, I'm usually taking a picture to send to somebody as soon as i send it i delete it from my phone 
Like all my, the only things in my phone are pictures of her and memes and memes nice. that I've made. I like it. And because I look at people's phones when they're scrolling to look for a picture, I'm like, what? How do you have all these pictures? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing with them? And they have them for shit like that. That's the reason why I don't get those like videos that Apple sends where it's just like, here's like the saddest day of your life. Oh my god! With like a with like a guitar score. That, oh yeah, right. And you're the, just like, oh, looking through the past, and like they have the saddest music. Oh, and I'm I just know. Like, it's so depressing. I no. don't get those because I de- I literally delete all my pictures. No, Instagram's trying to do that now too, where they'll be like, you know, I'll I'll be flicking through reels, and then I'll hit a reel, and I'll be like, huh? And it's like a photo that they've made of like me and my family, ah. you know, with like a blur song. It's very and I'm intrusive. Like, oh, what's going on? Very intrusive. No, it's terrible. No, I've got to. No, I've decided I've got to unplug. I, I've got to like stop. I've got to again. I'm just. I'm going to stop communicating with people. I'm sorry again in advance. Uh, this is a, to people who 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 are campers who know me. Uh, <laughs> don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. I'm just. I'm going to live my life like it's 1987. Um, and okay, I so am, let's see what the Lost Boys just came out. In Lost Boys, RoboCop, <laughs> Predator. Oh yeah. Okay, um, I've it. seen that meme. That, like like. It's 1987. What movie do you go to? And it's like like some shit cinema in fucking Boise, uh, Idaho, and it's right. literally like RoboCop, Predator, Full Metal Jacket, triple feature. I mean, holy go to all of them. shit! I mean, tri- yeah, Full Metal Jacket. It was like Full Metal and RoboCop, Full Metal Jacket, Predator, uh, Lost Boys. God, what a lineup! Quadruple feature. I mean, good God, it's 1987. <laughs> what did we get this summer? Just Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah, that's really it. And oh, and uh, I thought there was one more that just like came and went um fuck i forget there was a, it was like just out oh i mean i saw a lot of movies oh, the flash i didn't see that no. one i saw teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, uh mutant mayhem which was is seth rogan hysterical. involved with that yeah what did he do did he direct he it? produced it oh. and he's a voice got good it, it. Co- good good artwork i mean it was reminding me of like the the teenage mutant ninja turtle um uh like graphic novel i had when i was growing up like the artwork it was pretty. It was pretty wacky. Uh, Jackie Chan is just fucking hysterical as Splinter. Ah, the voice. Right. Yeah, the voice. Right. Ah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, it's weird. Is Shredder in it? No, no Shredder. Is April in it? Yes. Okay. April and she's uh. She, she had that yellow jumpsuit. Yes, and she's uh, and she's a high school student. What she's was like a she? wannabe journalist in oh, this one. Oh, okay, got but it. But in the show, yeah, no, there was also no. Uh, there was also no who was that fucking crazy guy? I had an action figure of him. He was like Casey Jones, or I think his name was. He wore like a hockey mask, or he wore some crazy mask, and he had like a hockey stick. What a cracked out idea that was! These turtles that live in a sewer that love pizza that hang out with a rat, a sensei rat, a sensei rat, and they all ate and they all like got like intoxicated with radioactive. All named after like Renaissance artists. I mean, again, and then they and then they have this chick, this reporter who's like their best friend. Yeah, yeah. Wow, no, I mean, and it was another one of these radio. Incredible. It was one of the, another one of these. Ra- well, we're, well, we're also going to get this. Is, I mean, teenage, I feel like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came, had a real like had a real like scumbag Jersey feel to it, which is sort of like the Toxic Avenger. And we're going to get a new oh, to- yeah. we're going to get a new Toxic Avenger this year. With, yeah, no, with, with I, Peter. I'm very excited yeah. about Peter Dinklage yeah. and uh, that guy. Uh, Macon Blair, who was also an Oppenheimer. Uh, He's good. Yeah, he directed... He was in Blue Ruin, but he directed something crazy that was actually... Oh, it's that movie. It's that like re- revenge movie, right? He like lives out of his car. Yeah, he didn't direct it. He was in it. Oh, got make, it. The actor, but he then Macon Blair became a director. He directed this uh, interest, odd movie with Peter Dinklage uh, and uh, the chick from Gone Girl. 
which was like Rosamund Pike. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, and uh, I forget the name of the movie. It was another a movie on Netflix. See, I, I, I'm my a friend of mine worked on Toxic Toxic Avenger uh, at the studio that did it. It's a it's a bold remake because I mean that's like one of the most violent movies of all time. It's one of the best. And the it's violence it. is all about part of the charm. So yeah. I, I, it's there's no way it's that violent because that movie's so fucking brutal. Yeah, no, it's gross uh, and hysterical. But I mean, it could, it's, it's like instead of taking that, instead of going that route, go like a funnier route. But I don't know. There does seem to be like a growing up. I mean, for me at least, there seems I mean, to be a no. growing up type for scumbag, scumbag Jersey. I, I don't know. There's this great documentary on uh, Max, HBO Max, whatever the fuck they're called, Max, uh, which I'm loving, called Telemarketers. Ah. Um, I mean, it's Gonzo, Gonzo documentary. It's like it's like the camp. It's like a Camp Good Boy documentary. I've That's decided. a good. It's a documentary about telemarketers. It's even crazier than that. Oh. No, it's literally like a real scumbag Jersey vibe. It's produced, exec produced by the Safety Brothers, so it's oh, got a Safty go. Brothers vibe. Right. All, but drop in a little Danny McBride. Uh, David Gordon Green shit, but it's all like homemade video. It is insane. I can't huh. even describe it. All I can tell you is is that one of the main characters is a heroin addict. Okay, and it's uh, in Dirty Jurors. And I, I, lately, I, I you know I become very I'm becoming maybe because Taylor Swift was in the Jersey Shore over the weekend. I'm becoming very like uh, slightly nostalgic. You got Jersey fever. Yeah, I got Jersey fever. Huh. I got a little East Coast nostalgia going on. Well, yeah, because it's uh, it's summer. Definitely. I mean, the East Coast is usually better in the summer. The East Coast in like Michigan. Oh that's yeah. Where summer thrives. Right. See, I don't like summer out here. Just well, especially about when it, you're especially don't. when you're not fucking working. You're well, just like, you know, you're <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like on the East Coast, it was great because I when I was there because it's like every third conversation. People were like, so you're on strike. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking unbelievable. And I could go on, like, I could really hone my uh, anti uh, AMPTP uh, language, you right, know, and right, everyone, right. and by end, people were legitimately interested in uh, hearing what I had to say, as opposed to here, where I try to say some of my opinions or some of my thoughts, and I'm either met with, like, I'm going to cancel you, or, or I know. I know they already know, or they have agreed, or they've heard everything I've said. So what I'm saying is not, you know, illuminating or interesting in any way. Cancel you? Well, like well, other- well, if I go, if I again, again, I, you know, there are large swaths of union membership where if you don't adopt a fully, like a full blown embrace of oh. of. Uh, of of WGA union yeah, doctrine, right, they're right. like, what the fuck is wrong with and you? And if you're not picketing every second, yeah. Oh, yes, and then yes, and then also I've discovered anytime I bash Karen Bass, where I, which is one of my favorite go tos, <laughs> where I'm just like, she's garbage. I should have voted for Rick Caruso. I literally did this. I literally a, a conversation I had was like, fuck, why did I vote for Karen Bass? This is the mayor of uh, L.A. Listeners. I should have voted for Rick Caruso, yep. who's like a smoother Trumpy developer, uh, and and literally and literally the person I was talking to goes, okay, let, they're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> let's not let's not let's not go too far, and I was like, no, fuck this, Rick Caruso, and they're like, whoa, whoa. Don't oh, tell, don't say the Caruso. And I'm like, calm down. Have they looked around Los Angeles? Doesn't nothing's changed. <laughs> Uh, give give the woman some time, but like, give me a fucking break. Well, she was all over the hurricane, man. She had a live Twitter feed going or X feed. She had a live meta Facebook stream going. I mean, it was unbelievable. That, no, but going back to that hurricane, I'm just, 
I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't buy in any of the hype. I didn't go to the store and get water. I didn't get toilet paper because I have a bidet, so I'm good there. Yeah. I didn't like, and I woke up and I fucking took her out, and sure, it was raining. Yeah, it was a it rainy was literally day. Literally, just it was raining. a rainy day. No, it was I so crazy. The, I went to the New Beverly, uh, and, and and okay, it was pouring when I walked out of the theater. God, Jesus Christ, a downpour. Yeah, I know. It was pouring. I know. Oh my God. I no. There was no <laughs> wind. There was no wind. Like, yeah, I, I, dude, there no, was there was flooding. But there was a little. But there's like, always what? flooding when it rains. <laughs> this is not a city built for heavy rainstorms. It, it was like it was. It, it was the. So, this is the softest fucking city. But it isn't the softest city. It's the softest city with shit like this. Oh, for sure. That's, well, no, there's also because it actually. La actually, it's bizarre. It's like a hard city, but like when it comes to stuff like uh, like like weather. It's just it folds like a fucking no. It's lawn chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it really does. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a dirty city. I mean, I don't. I sometimes mistake like the dirtiness for hardness. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Well, no, because you look around, and it's just like God. I live in like the fucking hood. It's yeah. No, so I mean, look. I mean, L.A. is like something you find at the bottom of a bin in a ninety-nine cent store. I mean, that's sometimes the look of what it feels like when <laughs> I'm walking around. I mean, boy, I'm really down in L.A. these days. Um, I mean, I love it. I mean, literally, the only reason I don't move back to the East Coast is because I like when I'm on the East Coast, I say I live in California. And I look at you like you're like a mysterious unicorn slash potential zoo animal. Yeah, like, I mean, they- I still do love it, but uh, it's just I, I just can't handle these like these panics. These well, this fucking is, panics, I mean, look, man, I also are, are- look, I mean, also we're being hard on the city because right now, like, let's be frank, August until October 1st is without a question the worst time in L.A., yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's I mean, I mean, historically, out. it's so fucking hot. Right, it's like semi-empty, semi-not. The schools are opening, which I, which is a positive for those of us with children because I don't have to see my kids fucking all day, which is, you know, chef's kiss. Though I love my kids, don't worry. Shout out, yeah. kids. Uh, but um, but like. I, no, like I, honestly, I mean, August and September are the worst months, and then all of a sudden we'll hit October. Yeah, like the like the first. Like day ten, like October tenth in October, you look around, you're like, I'm so fucking glad I live here because it's well, absolute. You, you, it's you just start, beautiful. You start hearing those Knott's Berry Farm commercials. Up. Oh you gotta, yeah, you, you start getting haunted get, hayride. Oh, yeah, you get, you haunted hayride <laughs> right, Universal right. Halloween oh. nights. So but it's also got me. that nice crisp in the air. Yet it's like a <laughs> it's a great sixty five degrees. But once you can rock, once you can start rocking. L.A. turtlenecks. Mm, yeah, you're with home your free. jeans and you know throw on some fake bifocals. You're you not walk, even thinking of the East Coast. No, you're just like, what is what's going on back over there? Who gives a shit? Leaves are changing. Who cares? But they they just have they summer's just so special there. It that's, is. That's the it thing. Is. It just it is. is. But listen, with all the rain we're getting here, um, you know, w- which is also highly amusing, dealing with like the general freakout. I mean, it's an El Nino year, so by the way, there's going to be a lot of rain this year. All right. Um, but, um, uh, you know, you know, I, I would say that spring in the West Coast, when it rains in the winter, rivals and maybe even better than on the East Coast. We get some super flower blooms. And sometimes the way the light hits on the West Coast, you're like, East Coast, yeah. what? I've never bought into that whole, like, everybody talks about spring in New York. I think I've talked about this before. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But, like, dude, spring everywhere. Yeah. It's it's literally, there's a reason why spring is just, like... It's like such a revered season. Well, I realize no, nice you know, everywhere. well, yeah, but you know why I realize though. I will say this. I will, uh, you know, in 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 defense. I mean, when 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 we were hiding out in COVID, I, the winter was so fucking depressing. 
so depressing on the East Coast. Uh-huh. Like I literally like starting. I mean, literally starting right around Thanksgiving. It's just dark, bleak. I mean, I go to. I mean, we have a we have a, uh, a, a like a tradition in my family. We go to Palm the Desert the week after Christmas almost every year now. Mm. It's fucking gorgeous. It is, uh, you like know. And like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then, but like. So you're, it's so dark all the time on the East Coast. You're so depressed. You're miserable. It's truly cold, gross. And then you come out of and it. And then you come out of yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. So you, re- you actually think of spring so much. I mean, even like this winter, we, everyone in L.A. was like, oh, God. That was a brutal winter. I'm like, what was brutal about it? We got some fucking rainy days followed by some spectacular, glorious days. It was never cold, so it was rainy. I mean, the rain shit has got to stop. Well, no, and I know I say this with uh, fully realizing that when it was cold here, I was like complaining. Yeah, you were. You were. You you were. I I recall you maybe. I mean, like, I think a lot of people were like, should we get some long johns? Long john. It's it's, it's fucking, it's like long underwear weather today because it's 58 for the fourth day in a row. I'm fucking freezing. But 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 at no point was I like, you know, thinking of going and getting a generator (laughs) because I was going to lose my heat. Like I like all right, so I was complaining, but I mean, I just I can't do the uh, uh, unless the fucking thing is like a category five and it's coming right to L.A. and it has not weakened and it, it just hit the Santa Monica Pier as a category five. Like I'm not like the panicking is just. The we fact will, that they ran out of bottled they ran out of bottled water at grocery oh, stores. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Believe me, what what is, I, no, like, no, no. I went to my, no, no. My my own my own wife was like, she's like, we better be loaded up. I'm like, what the fuck oh, are you talking Lord. about? Like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, if you can go to the fucking grocery stores, I went into Ralph's. I was like, this was like March 2020 vibes where people were like, you know. Uh, hoarding and and, and I was surprised and panic that Karen Baston put like a curfew in. Oh, I'm shocked she didn't. <laughs> I'm sure she would have liked you, but everyone was like, "Okay, let's not get let's not up the panic meter so much." Well, the, and then when I saw that it was a state of emergency, I was just like, "Wait, dude!" And when I woke up and I saw what it was, and and then somebody was just like, "I can't believe you went to the New Beverly." I'm like. What's the oh DB? I mean, it's like only like five blocks away. Literally, like literally, like literally, like I was, I, I had my younger daughter <laughs> got a little, like got a little, little ill after her swim lesson, so I went across the street to uh, uh, the to the a wall. There's a Walgreens across the street. I walked over to the Walgreens, like picked up some ginger ale or whatever, and I literally made a joke to the Whoa. cashier. Uh oh, must be the monster. Or that or is. that guy's just home from the pub, um, <laughs> but um no but I asked the Walgreens person I'm like do you get hazard pay? <laughs> do I do you, I was like I was like do you get hazard pay? And she goes yeah right it's fucking crazy out there and I look out and it's like you know a little bit of a downpour. Well and then the next the next day because I I saw that is dead. Oh, yeah, didn't even have a face. The um wow right through that door. Uh, because the picket lines were canceled the next day, and then I I woke up and it was like a nice day. Oh, it was Adam. a beautiful day, <laughs> you know. And it was the first day where it was like not ninety five degrees, so you could actually do some uh, picketing without right. you know heat stroke. Uh, no, I I it's, it's it's just it's fucking hilarious. This it's just hilarious how much people freak out, and then yeah, the hurricane, and people are just like. It's over. It's uh, I'm like it's, oh God. No, but it's social media because if you didn't have it, you would you would just be like, oh, it's raining. And yeah, yeah, I don't have yeah. to deal with like it was already annoying that like uh, that the news was hyping it up and then it was nothing. But yeah, you just have this double this uh, this double threat of the people on social media like 
telling you their their tropical storm stories and their tropical storm trauma and their tropical storm panic and like, <laughs> my lord like yeah, i kind of get the people who live in florida who just fucking ride storms out they're like dude i've been through 80 of these fucking things like, oh yeah no i know but then there was like the whole then of course something like katrina happens and it's you yeah, know like, it's scary and then you know but 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 like that was the that was the other funny uh that was the other funny like social media shtick going on, which was Floridians who lived in California. I got a lot of like, this is how Florida does hurricanes. And it was like photos of people from Florida, like at a Chinese restaurant. Ah. I mean, I will admit the fun thing about they, uh, the fun thing about Hurricane Hillary is it was the laziest day I've had in so long. Right. Cause I was basically like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to parent. I mean, at first I started getting nervous because it was like a little drizzle, mm-hmm. and my kids were rightly so like, "What the yeah, f right. is the do big I deal? Like, have to do what are we doing? Like, we're bored." And I was like, "I'm like, it might get worse." And then around eleven thirty, it started to rain harder. So I was like, "Okay, see, kids, it's raining harder." But then I was like, "The good news is, children, is we have Din Tai Fung." So we literally ate. That was my big. Where is that, that was my big uh, panic buy. I ordered a shit ton of Din Tai Fung. There's the original and like. I believe somewhere in the San Gabriel Valley. Then there's one in Glendale at uh, the Americana. Then there's one at the Century Century City Mall. It's the best, huh? Xiao Long Bao. Well, because they have good, they have Chinese, they have good Chinese food out in like Riverside County or something, don't they? Yeah, yeah, like uh, no, uh, San Gabriel Valley, Alhambra, Monterey yeah, Park. Yeah, right, right. Why is that? I don't. I mean, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge, huge Chinese. Chinese population. Because mm, Chinese food in LA is leaves a little. De- be desired. Well, it depends on where you get it. I mean, because there's like, it, I mean, look, there's the bad. See, it's Have not. You ever like been it, to Genghis Cohen? Yeah, it's. I mean, it, no, it's terrible. The decor is great. The decor is great, and by the way, it turned into like a raging coke fueled <laughs> fucking nighttime party occasionally. But um, but um, and there's a great afters right down, right down the, right down <laughs> from it. But um, but um, they uh, they no, it's terrible. Like, like, L.A., here's the thing. L.A. is not like New York City. New York City, you can get, like, a first walk or, like, a... Oh, it's amazing. A pig heaven. They'll be at your door in 15 minutes. It's pure, unadulterated Chinese food grease. No, you can feel your hearts, like, fucking clogging oh, up. Yeah. Now... <laughs> And, but now the versions in LA, like Genghis Cohen, gross. The other place, not on Fairfax, I forget what it's called. I don't know. But the like OGs, like the real deal Chinese food, blow your socks off. And there's nothing like it in New York. One of these places is Din Tai Fung. Absolutely spectacular. Mm. It's so good. And, it, and again, their big thing is these soup dumplings. It's, and like the, you know, the pork fat like part like the fat liquefies in the dumpling it turns into soup so it's like it is like a little heaven in your mouth you got to be careful with those soup dumplings i had never had one before this was like 2008 and because uh, brandon and i used to eat dinner every night in chinatown and i bit <laughs> into a soup dumpling at joe's shanghai oh yeah and my fucking mouth exploded yeah. like i spit it out and that this is a restaurant where you share a table with people because it's yeah, yeah, so yeah, crowded. Yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that there was soup inside of it. There's <laughs> there's soup inside, which is fucking way to Trojan horse me. Yeah, no, seriously. Well, it's, not, it's fucked up. I mean, they're so good. You just need to. They literally should have sent somebody over to like. Tell like you you're getting to. on a roller coaster. Like, do this. Like, strap in. Don't don't put it the whole thing in your mouth. Like, 
almost like dig into it and let the soup kind of pour out maybe it, it, I've never. I, I still have like. I still. I still like wake up at, in the middle. Of the oh, that's. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Well, listen. No, it, next it time, hurts so much. Well, next time instead of going to Korean barbecue, we could go to Din Tai Fung. It's a. It's oh, a yeah. great restaurant. A great. I mean, again, a very. It's again a very limited menu, you know. And but it's funny because a lot of the 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 sort of breakout Chinese restaurants, most of which are like in strip malls and very hard to find in. In San Gabriel, in Monterey Park, in Alhambra, um, you have to sort of know where to go. Um, but a lot of them are moving over here because they're so popular. Like there's this one called, I think it's called Sichuan Taste. It's supposed to be great. Jonathan Gold uh, wrote about it. It's supposed to be great. They have these like lamb toothpicks. That are somebody's to got to do it because like, I mean, the pizza in LA is just on fire right now. Yeah. Because somebody literally came out here and they're like, there's got to be something better than Papa John's. Like, there's there. What is the fuck's going on? I'm opening one. Yeah. And then it just it, it one after another. Somebody's got to do that with Chinese food. Like, someone's got to be like, what? All right, enough is enough. I get the curb your enthusiasm <laughs> joke that there's no good Chinese food in LA. Like, fuck this. Like, bring them in. Right, but it's not <laughs> true. I, again, here. I would ar- again, I would argue that most of again the most of the legitimate Chinese restaurants in LA are better than anything you find in New York City. And that, you know, literally LA and San, LA all and our San New York Francisco listeners just turned it off. I know, I'm getting I've canceled myself <laughs> with people in the Midwest. I've canceled myself with the people South. in the South, and now I've canceled my hometown of New York. And also apparently, I'm sure all of my online friends who are always so happy to get like a text message from me when I've had a few pops at like, you know, 11:30 at night or like fuck that guy and I'm also getting blocked by them. I will have very few I will <laughs> made have I might single-handedly accomplish my mission of unplugging by having everyone unplug me by the end of yes, this episode. Yes, seriously. Uh, listen, I got nothing else to do right now except pick fights. I mean, I'm bored out of my mind. I was watching a great documentary. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying those untolds on Netflix. They do the, there's one about Logan Paul, there's one about Johnny Menzel, there's one about Manti Teo, and then the new one's about the Urban Meyer Florida Gators. Oh, nice. Like oh, 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 shit. I should check that out. What, like, such a degenerate football team. <laughs> but they were, like, incredible. Speaking, uh, of, speaking of football, I mean... Uh, I'm ready for it. I'm definitely ready for it. Thank God. Uh, you, know, but you know what? At this point, the strike might as well just go until the Super Bowl, because I'll just totally yeah. check out. It'll just be me and my fantasy football teams. <laughs> but um, uh I am loving this fucking hard knock, this season of hard knocks. Yeah, it is. It is fun. I mean, I usually for for, for years I have hated Aaron Rodgers, but dare dare I he's say on hard now. knocks, I'm like no, but his whole behavior on the hard knock, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he is good. He knows what he's doing. Big. Oh, he definitely knows. He definitely knows the cameras on. He's for sure. But he's, he hosted Jeopardy, like this guy, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. He no, he's like. He's so good at football. He'd probably be better if he didn't really care about like he clearly wants to have like an off off field persona like coasting Jeopardy, like For doing sure. all these podcasts, talking about ayahuasca. Like, yeah, but I he think clearly- he's also I think he's also finally like being like shit. I look. I, I need to like. I mean, he's like nice to that fucking nerd Zach Wilson. Yeah, no, he's like one of the. He's really like one of the guys now. Yeah, I think he just had to get out of Green Bay. He's like, God damn it, dude! I'm in New York. I couldn't I mean, handle that fucking dude. I know. I mean, they dropped fucking photo. Jo- they dropped fucking photos of like the house he bought in Jersey. Fucking my here in my Jersey. I mean, sick. 
I mean, um, I'm sure. I mean, it's with the views of the city. This is where I'm like, fucking a man. We're not gonna fucking settle until we have fucking residuals tied to fucking viewing numbers because like. Christ, man! If I'm, you know, <laughs> if I'm gonna make create a unicorn show that like blows up, I, I should get fucking rich off of that, man. You definitely should. Uh, but that email, that so that email came in, and I was just like, when you get an email at eleven forty five from the Writers Guild, it's just like, <laughs> ah, shit. So they started no, the that, email that, with you're like, kind of like that though, only because you're like, look, <laughs> look, the negotiating committee of writers, they're just like me. They're up at eleven forty five p.m. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You know, probably well, probably a little stoned. <laughs> when I saw that, though, because the email kind of started with, so after 103 days, I was like, ah, they reached one. <laughs> and then they didn't at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, what was I going to say? It, so I, it's weird because I feel like, the, so the AMPTP released all the, like their, the, their offer. Yeah, the they press. released their all offer. So did they do that so that uh, people who don't know about the strike see that and they're like, Yo, writers make a lot of fucking money. Like, what the fuck? Why are they striking to make them look better? Do you think they did that to show that, like, I hey, think, I pay no, people I, that I, don't well, understand, no, like, I think they did look that. at all the money that we actually do pay these people. Well, I think And they, it's making writers seem, like, kind of greedy. Uh, no, I, I don't know about that. I mean, because I don't think the... Uh, I mean, I, I think the people who think we make too much money, you're not going to change their mind. Right. And I think you're not going to change the people who, who appreciate what we do. You're not going to change their mind. Honestly, I think that they dropped those numbers in that deal to divide the union. Mm, oh, because there's people that are like because there's put a it lot to of a vote. I, look. There was again, uh, f- again for where I am in tele for me personally in television and certain stuff. But now I've been disabused of this in the hours since they released that um, that the, all those numbers um, where. You know, I mean, again, like, I, 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 again, at the end of the day, I've start. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of look at what we. I'm gonna look at it all through like the eyes of being a development company, Rick Caruso, billionaire, <laughs> and let's think about how Rick Caruso made his billions. So he went to a bank, and he said, "I need a loan for a hundred million dollars to build." The, the fucking greatest mall in the history of the mall. and oh, the, the Grove, right? Yeah, the Grove, basically. Right. And then the bank says to Rick Caruso, okay, well, we're going to give you the money for your vision. Uh, we're going to tell you, we're going to give you notes for the vision that you've already come in with and, and maybe adjust it a little bit. And then we'll pay you a little bit. Uh, and then we're going to keep all the profits. Now, if a bank said that to Rick Caruso, who was developing the Grove, before he developed it, Rick Caruso would rightly say, fuck you, and go do it himself. And so that's basically now how I see this whole strike. And I guess, like, we're 113 days in, and and it's, and it's hard, man. It is fucking hard. I, I don't, I'm starting to get stressed. Um, but um, fuck it. Like, we got to stay until we win everything. And I agree with everything we're fighting for. And again, like, uh, you know, the, look, the numbers that they released are, 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 are nice if you can get it. And then, yeah, and right. then, like, and saw, because it doesn't, it's not a get we discussed last time. There's yeah, no, no, there's no fucking guarantees, <laughs> man. Right, right, right. And like, and then on top of that, like, if you can get it, like, it's You're sitting pretty. Well, no, but if you can get it, it, but like, think about it, like, 
if you can like Larry David's got had two fucking unicorns in his life. That's fucking crazy. That's unheard. I mean, you can count on two hands the number of showrunners who are sort of within ten to fifteen years of our age who've had more than one fucking hit. There's not that many of them. Right, right. But then there's all these people who've had one fucking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys are a perfect example. Right, right, right. Those comic book guys they made that fucking comic that. And the ancillary market on that is like, I mean, somebody was telling me like, yeah, the movie did well, but Paramount also made like a billion dollars on all the ancillaries mm-hmm. on that. Now, I don't know what piece of the pie those creators had, but I would hope if Paramount's like clocking a billion, they're seeing like, they're getting some real fuck you money. And it's like all the active, all these sort of activist investors, these Wall Street pieces of shit <laughs> who pay themselves bonuses which are equal to what the seven or eight fuck faces that run the Hollywood studios get a year. Again, we're asking, I, I, like, I, like, again, I, I, when, they, when they drop the numbers, there's so many things in the deal where I am as a TV writer, I was like, oh, check, 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 check. But then when I was actually, when, uh, when, my, when, when I spoke to my, my boss, like the showrunner of a show I write on, and I spoke to a couple other showrunners I used to work for, and they basically really were like, no, this is why it's not a good deal. I understand it now, and it reminds me of like, we're not asking for that much money. And all all in from everybody, it's nothing. It's like 0.01%. And so I don't so I'm I'm baffled as to why they won't give everyone what they want. And like fuck off. Like UPS gave their fucking workers everything they wanted. American Airlines gave their pilots what they wanted because it's fucking fair. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, pilots deserve every fucking penny. Fuck yeah. <laughs> pilots and fucking teachers, man, are right. the mo- some of the most important fucking people in the world. Right, right, right. Yeah, pilots give them, they should just G- give them the company. Fuck yeah. Right, right. These fucking pilots are responsible for thousands of lives daily. I bet that, right, because I, I bet, because last night, uh, just to give you an update, the so the Writers Guild met with the AMPTP, but they also met with like the heads of the studios, right? The CEO, and I bet that the when the Writers Guild walked into the room, they wanted to see like Ted Sarandos in like a Yankee hat, like throwing a <laughs> throwing a tennis ball against the wall, like a few good men with like Chinese food everywhere, like oh we're gonna negotiate. I bet they walked in and it was like the fucking quarter zip mafia. I bet they're all in their quarter zips, just like fuck. This is yeah. gonna be a, this is gonna be a lecture about <laughs> yeah basically yeah no they're, oh Christ well no I bet you he was still wearing a Yankees hat throwing a ball against the wall because I remember Maybe. once I remember once I pitched a show to the to the former head of uh, Showtime uh, um I don't want to uh, name him because I'll probably pitch him again he's not at Showtime anymore but he was the he was the boss of Showtime and I noticed that he had a football on his desk and I commented I'm like oh look you, you, football and he picked up the football. And then proceeded to throw it at me like he was fucking Aaron Rodgers slash Joe Montana. And it was a high office with like window, like very, very high up. I mean, Showtime was out in Westwood at the time I pitched them. And it was like top floor corner office. And so he threw the ball at me so fucking hard. Whoa. And I mean, like it was aggressive, but also just wanted to like show me that he could throw a football. So I mean, like I caught it, but I was like, whoa. Like there was a lot of fancy, you know. Uh, anyway, sorry, that was, I, dig- I digress, but yeah, so yeah, so they came out and then they dropped and then, and then the, and the AMPTP, like at 10 o'clock last night, released what their offer was. Mm, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, touting it as one of the greatest things and the WGA has since been like, 
<laughs> no, it's terrible. And then again, I guess when you look at it, I mean, again, I won't bore you campers with the nitty gritty, but like, it's, long story we short, have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. But uh, the, yeah, because no, now they're trying to. Uh, oh, that was a fucking. Oh man, this is there's a lot going oh. on here. Is that the guy in the wheelchair now burning up? And she's green. There's a thing with the wheelchair. So, like, uh, you always see people in wheelchairs with, like, a blanket over their legs. Yes. If you were in that a wheelchair. That was a very British you... thing, I believe. <laughs> yeah, there's always the blanket over their legs. Well, first of all, you wonder, like, if you can't use your legs, do your legs get cold? Hmm. Well, if you can't feel them, then what the fuck does it... Can you even feel cold? Right. Well, I guess the difference is, is there's some people who are just old and they don't want to walk anymore, so they're in a wheelchair, so they're like, warm. Oh, oh, it's an older thing, because you don't see like a guy that does like murder ball with a blanket on. Right, no, you, no, and, and I don't remember uh, I don't remember uh, Ron Kovic, the guy that Tom Cruise played no. in Born on Fortnite. He definitely didn't it's have It's definitely an older thing. Um, and Willem Dafoe didn't have that in that either. No, he definitely... It's a great movie. It's such a good movie. Uh, did you watch... Um, uh, oh, you know, speaking of rich, I had just, have you heard that song uh, that that dude that that country song called "Rich Men North of Richmond"? I, I, I've I've seen I've <laughs> seen the title of it. I have not heard the song. It's actually a really good song. Like my friend sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" But then I sat down and listened to it. And I'm like, "Whoa!" Like it's really emotional, and it's talking about like you know, fuck you, rich people. Like I got a shit job that I get shit pay for, and like just getting kicked. Like the middle middle class just gets. Fucking kicked in the teeth nonstop. Constantly. But then it's interesting because, but then what he did, so he complains about him, like the American system, but then what he did, he's number one on iTunes, shows like the other great side of him, like the American dream kind of like. Yeah, yeah. To- well, listen. I, it's, listen like a, I, it's interesting. And now he's going to have to deal with Richmond North of Hollywood Boulevard. But, look, uh, man, the American dream, everyone should aspire. I mean, I get it. It's something to aspire to, you know? I mean, and like, but, by the, but again, that's horrible like, graphics. It's terrible. Way. Oh yeah, very bad. This is this is like this is like maybe the first movie of the guy who made the Merlin because he likes to that with Sam Neill where he likes to like sort of move into faces. The graphics of that house burning were just excruciating. But uh, no, it's just it's funny like a song where you're complaining about America, but then literally like the just the America like this dude is fucking huge now. But actually, he's like he doesn't want any like record deals or anything. <laughs> which is kind of admirable. Yeah. But it's also just like... Well, but but like, that's... Listen, that's part of what... I, but, but, but again, that's part of what I'm starting to think about with regards to the strike. Like, okay, like, fuck it. Like, Blair Witch it. Like, at the end of the day, like, what the fuck are any of these... I don't... I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, what do I fucking need these companies for? Like, it may be time to do Charlie Chaplin United Artists again because, again, like, I'm, I'm writing a script... I sell, I sell the pilot, and now when you realize you sell the pilot, you don't own it at all. It's not yours anymore, right? It's like, you know, and, and like it's theirs. Okay, fine. But you're going to build something that could be wildly profitable. It could also not be wildly profitable. We could all lose money, okay? But like that's your risk as the business person. Like I've seen a lot of arguments now where you're putting it on the creatives, like putting it on the artists where it's like, well, if you're if you want to if you want to um engage in the in the um in the profits, then you should also be willing to engage in the losses. No, no, not fucking true at all. Like I mean again, like 
this is like hyper filmmaking, television, all of it is hyper venture capitalism. It's fucking like fucking app shit in Silicon Valley. You see an idea, you're going to take a risk at it. That's your fucking job. It's my fucking job to come up with the risk. It's not, now I can't tell you to take it or not. Mm. That's why like 99.9% of the shit I write, I'm told it's not going any further or they're passing. That's just right. the, that's my risk. That's the risk that I'm taking. However, why is it fucking fair that then you're going to buy and own everything and then basically lie to me? I mean, how many stories have I heard since the beginning of the strike where like, you know, Sony is still telling Barry Sonnenfeld or some of the some of the lesser points stakeholders in Men in Black that Men in Black, <laughs> a movie they've made they made 3 sequels to is somehow still not in profit. Huh. You, you know, I mean, like again, you know, people, you know, so, so the, like there's a huge pie and, and, and again, these are also companies that have all set up fucking DEI offices in their companies to make them fucking feel better about themselves, you know, making sure that they're, you know, you know, you know, hiring, uh, making, you know, making, uh, diverse hires and, 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 and trying to root out sexual harassment and all the bad fucking things that exist in business. You know, I, and I've heard, the, and, and, and I have heard the refrain many times, and rightfully so, that, you know, like black and Latin writers, you know, there's a huge piece of the pie. There's a big pie, and for a long time, the only writers who were eating that pie were white. Okay, that's yeah. totally understandable. And they get a piece of the pie. But then there's this whole fucking money pie that we're not getting any pieces of and haven't for many, many years. Right. And that's fucked up. And I don't care if you're black or Hispanic or white or a woman or any of that stuff. Like, if you create a hit, you should be, you should get fuck you money. And fuck you money is not a million dollars a year. I'm sorry, as just the showrunner. And that's, so we get the pie that's like cooling on the... The, the stove that's the the pie with the money is the pie that's like cooling on the windowsill like in a yeah, farm yeah it's like yeah really basically pr really pretty <laughs> it's like a blue sky yeah yeah everything is fucking great <laughs> I mean again like again if if and I and I, and I don't want to name some of these CEOs because I don't think you I mean because then it becomes because personal they're, they're listeners yeah you know because they're big <laughs> listeners I mean I get I've gotten three three death threats from from David Zaslav alone this summer but um but basically like you know. If you're, if I don't know, you if you if you pay yourself two hundred and fifty three million dollars a year for for one year to run a company, well, the people that help generate the kind of that kind of money, well, what are you paying them? Because again, there's not that many fucking showrunners in the grand scheme mm -hmm. of things. You know, there's right. also not that many writers. There's eleven thousand writers in the union. I mean, as opposed to hundred and sixty thousand actors. And how many of them like make a, a good living? Like what? Like who's 700? working? Yeah, like I <laughs> right, mean, right. but I mean, who's? I mean, like again, like I'll have a great, <laughs> I'll have one great fucking year. That one fucking year should be spectacular because the next year is probably going to be shit. Right. Right. You know, I mean, it happens over and over again. Well, and it's also like the timing of it is uh, there's Stargate. Oh yeah, baby. The timing of it, uh, it was fucking unfortunate because of like COVID, like the timing of the strike and everything. Yes, I mean post. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like because it's like who's working? It's like really nobody. Well, no, I mean yeah, no. <laughs> look, I mean look, yeah, and again, like, and there's some realities that I think for some writers, again, you we said we talked about this the last time, so we're gonna do it again, but it's like. 
you know, you're going to have to bring your A game, but you've always had to bring your A game. Yeah. You don't get the fuck up. Like, again, I mean, in the 90s, I think you could bring your B plus game. And listen, still, and listen still. in the 90s, you could, <laughs> in the 90s, you could sell a pitch for millions and millions of dollars and it's, and they'll make it. And and, and, it, and it's about a kangaroo in Australia. <laughs> in the 80s, you could bring like your C minus game and just make some slasher in the woods. And it's like a cold classic. Right. No. And then, yeah, no, I mean, in the 90s, literally, like I was, I think I read somewhere like Shane Black would send out a script, then sit by the pool. Mm-hmm. Um and and offers would just start rolling oh, in all man. day long. Again, another thing the fucking internet has blown because you didn't know what everyone else was doing. I mean, oh, I remember I, I remember like the a show I went out with a bunch of years ago it was a hot pitch. The director was fucking hot and we knew we were going to sell it. I mean, literally, it was like the director was so hot. I was shocked. I didn't walk into some of these offices where like the exec was already under the table beating off, just beating off. Like, yes, he's here. But like, you know, and these executives talk to each other a lot a lot easier. You know, most of the time you can't get anybody on the fucking phone in Hollywood. It's like it takes, it used to be like, if you don't have a project that's like, that's either like been bought or you're actively working on. It's a three day, three, a three, day. three day to return. But I mean, but I remember we, we towards the end, towards towards the end of the pitch, we, we it was like a three day pitch. We pitched like everywhere in the city, and by the end of that third day, we were going into the offices and the execs we were meeting were like, "Oh, we I, we heard this was a great one. We heard this was a great <laughs> one," and they were already hearing it in advance. So you're like, "Oh, the competition is fucked up because it's like." You know, and they used to probably have a hard time communicating with each other. Plus, like Shane Black in the 90s, his fucking script wasn't going out via email. It was going out as hard copy. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, those hard copies. Yeah, you being fucking... With with the brass Yeah, with the the brads. And then the fucking... And then it was messenger services, man. You would have these guys running around. Those are the good old days. Yeah, the good old... Another fucking thing (laughs) tech has fucking ruined. Think about all those guys, the messenger service guys. That was a great job. They made a movie with Kevin Bacon about it. Then they made another movie about it. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah, no, Quicksilver was uh, Kevin Bacon. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was his was like, like Moonshot. Pre- or, it was like early premium, premium Rush. Rush. <laughs> yeah, Premium Rush with Michael Shannon. Like, come on, they made two fucking movies about like the dangers of being a of being a a, a corporate messenger guy. You gotta have the bike because I was a I was a foot messenger in uh, in um, in New York City, and we I didn't get a movie. There was no foot messenger movie. You need that. Really? Bike. Oh my god, dude, what a great fucking job! What did you deliver? Uh, just pack. It was actually a terrible job. I, t- I forget which episode I talked about it on. It was horrible. I only made like seventy dollars a week because they were just fucking pocketing everything. It was like it was literally a job for guys who just got out of prison. Well, right. That's what that's what this documentary telemarketers was about. And I telemarketed, and my tele- I was a telemarketer. My first job in LA. Oh, like Amway. Uh, no, I no. It was some <laughs> sketch. Gee, I can tell you the exact building. Talk about how much LA has changed. There's now a poke. Rest. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's on Third and Crescent Heights. Okay. Uh, it's on the corner. It's that weird modern glass building. Anyway. Yeah. It's always a, now. Yeah. It's always a poke. There's a po- it's a poke bowl place now. But in before it was a poke place. It was we were straight up a sketch fucking uh, telemarketing company selling ink toner. And uh, it was a fuck yeah, it was a fucking room of no, degenerates. Was this pre home uh, a pre office depot. <laughs> yeah, this was, was in uh, well, we were losing. We were clearly losing. I mean, we were clearly losing the market share of office depot and to Staples because this was like two thousand three, two thousand. This is when I first moved to LA. So it was, 
2003. And it doesn't have, like, clearly Staples is a big company. It's where the Lakers play. So you're like, we no, have, but no, it was we a scumbag. A it was such a scumbag company, though. And, and it turned you into a scumbag. I remember I was selling ink toner to fucking, like, bodegas, uh, and the guys could barely speak English. And they, I don't even know if they had a printer. I was just like, buy it, buy it. And well, like, that was like me with Cutco knives. They, you walk into these people's homes and just assume that they, everybody needs new set of knives. <laughs> and most of the time, people, even if you have a knife with a wooden handle and the wooden handle's like splintering, it's like, but it's still a fucking knife. It still cuts their meat. Like, you literally cut co They act like Holy everybody shit. needs All right, these so knives. you did do something they made a movie about because remember, Robert De Niro is a knife salesman oh, in, the, in fan. the fan. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. And his knives were like so extreme. Yeah, they were. Cutco knives are actually pretty extreme. They're incredible knives, but I was just like, they're, they were so adamant about pushing these people to buy knives. Even people that were like struggling. Like you walk into these homes, you're not walking into mansions. No, no. Like, I was yeah, walking yeah. into like pretty like middle class like Springfield, Massachusetts homes. Like because I, I worked the I was in the I was in the uh, central Massachusetts. Oh, you're nice. Branch. The New England division. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, man, like you guys are fucking psychos. Like just these people don't have a lot of money. Like knives are literally the last thing they need. And you're, you want us to... They, they were like, don't take no for an answer. It was like the Sacklers oh my with God. fucking Oxy. No, I know. <laughs> oh, God, no, I know. And the, and the toner markup was insane. And like the guy who ran it wore Hawaiian shirts at the time. And his wife was really hot. And she had massively <laughs> fake boobs. And they had like an upstairs. And she would like walk... She wore high heels. And she would like walk down the winding stairs and like slap up like a $100 bill on the board. And they'd always be like... First sale of the day oh, it's gets a really hundred bucks, and it was so low. And also, yes, and again, we were paid. <laughs> we were paid. I think like the same as Telmar. It was like eight or nine dollars an hour, no commission. Uh, they would throw in these bonuses. I, but it got so depre- it was so depressing. I was not cut out for it. I just started calling friends and being like, well, "Just pretend I'm trying to sell you something." And the, it's tell me never. What you're doing. It's never anything good. Like when I was in college, our, our we got I got a job. My fraternity had this job telemarketing. Uh, T- seasons tickets to the fucking semi-pro hockey team in Roanoke, Virginia. Like, I don't need... There's a lot of people that... I mean, seasons who wa- tickets yeah, yeah. to semi-pro... Like, yeah, and who watches a- fucking hockey in Roanoke, Virginia? <laughs> I mean, if it was fucking, you know... It's never it anything... Was duck hunting, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's never anything good, ever. Uh, but, oh, but speaking of the Sacras, did you watch Painkiller? I have not seen it yet. Did you watch Dope Sick? I've not seen that yet either. Watch Dope Sick. Painkiller's fucking stupid. Okay. I, I don't know why. I don't know why they. You know what? Also, fucking uh, Vanessa Angel. Oh, uh, from uh, from, from Kingpin. Kingpin. Uh, she's hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, um, she was also. You know what her first movie was? Was Spies Like Us. Wait, I was just talking about that uh, a few days ago. Actually, someone somebody brought that up. Great movie. Oh, great movie. But um, uh. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Sorry to interrupt you, but just thinking about why Spies Like Us is great. It's another thing we're missing in the 80s. I mean, like, it's great that we used to have, like, a big, bad superpower like the Russians. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. can just make every movie about, like, oh, if the Russians get this, it's fucking over. Pretty much, yeah. Now you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, who is it? Well, I mean, that's what's so Can't great about it. Can't be the Chinese because the Chinese pay for 90% of Hollywood these days. So well, that's go. what was so genius about both Top Guns is they were just like, who are these Who are these people? Where is this fucking base? It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, you're, matter just at all. With, you're just with the fucking Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, so when you write something and that you send it out, one of my biggest pet peeves is, and they're just like, oh, so it's kind of like that. 
And it's right. like, all right, well, maybe. Like, I, I get that. But then you, you see these movies and shows that come out. Like, Dope Sick and Painkiller are... They, it's the exact same thing. It focuses on the Sacklers, on people who are addicted to Oxy, pharmaceutical reps, and a, and a, and a lawyer who's trying to take them down. Right. Both shows do the exact right. same thing. So, how did... Like nobody was just like, oh, so like dope sick. <laughs> Fucking well, no. I, 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 when watching it, I'm like, I literally, if somebody tells me that, uh, like, if I literally get that response, when when I mean, it's not like you're writing something like that's the exact same thing. Like, oh, I'm writing something about two guys in an office who are walking around the Hamptons with their dead boss and it's like week <laughs> over a vacation weekend, like. All right, like that's a little ridiculous, but uh, like they're the same fucking show. But Dope Sick is far superior to right. Painkiller. Like right. Painkiller, it doesn't stink, but it's like it's it's really campy. It's a ne- it's a Netflix nothing- it's a Netflix show, whereas it's Netflix versus Hulu. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, again, like a little bit. Yeah. Netflix is, does not. I, mean, I don't know. Netflix is the quality of Netflix shows is not that is consistently going downhill. Well, it's really campy, and you know what's not campy. Um, the opioid epidemic. <laughs> no, but speaking of opioid, it's so funny you're bringing that up because what I watched last night, and man, does it hold up train spotting. Ah. Uh, I hadn't seen that movie in a while, and I watched it last night, and I was just like, every fucking aspect of this movie, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's but a bit of a 90s times capsule, but, it, but in a way, it makes you nostalgic for it. It's so fucking good. I realized that all six... Of the uh, all, f- is it? F- yeah, all six of the main leads in the movie who get top billing are all still working, which is fucking mm. crazy when you think about it. I mean, I mean, obviously, Ewan McGregor is a major, major movie star, right? But everyone else, like, it, there's at least it, like three of the other guys in his crew in that movie, like, obviously went on to make fucking fortunes uh, in American television. And the Which, director. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but everyone's still working. But everyone's still working. And it's just really impressive. And the movie itself is still so fucking great. Well, see, there's a way to make like heroin, cocaine, alcohol, weed, that, ecstasy. That you, There's a campiness to that because there's also like, there's just, there's something stylish about those drugs in a, way, sure. in a weird way. It just works. It's like disco and like all the bands, like the Rolling Stones doing heroin and all the shit that came from that. And it's destructive, but like there is like a glamour to it. Totally. There's nothing glamorous about Oxy. No. And then Dope Sick captured it like better than, like, Dope Sick's one of the best fucking shows ever. All right. I'm, all right it's going to be on my list because I need some it, summer viewing. It's really, nothing. really, really good. The, the, the Painkillers just... <laughs> and Matthew Broderick, who is good in it, but the actor in Dope Sick is that guy. Uh, he plays whatever Sackler he is. It's, oh, yeah, um, I know who he is. Michael Stuhlbarg. Great actor. From A Serious Man. Great actor. Yeah, he's and, so uh, good. Call Me By Your Name. So when you see him, it, he's, he, he, I mean, the guy is just such a fucking, like, just an empty, just just sociopathic. There's just no reaction whatsoever right, to the guy. Right, right, right. Broderick does it a little bit, but... There's just this. There's I've seen the previews. He's really I, Brodericking it up. He's playing. He's not same. bad in it. I'm not. No, say, I'm I like. Not, Bro- I'm not Matthew Broderick is his, Bradley Broderick is really funny in that. What I a movie that I very much enjoyed this summer, No Hard Feelings, with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Uh, Broderick is in that. He's funny in that. I got no. I got nothing against Broderick, but uh, but I, I just 
it's I'm trying to think of another fucking show, a show that did that where it was like, God, this is the same fucking thing. Kind of those fire festival documentaries, like the one on Hulu, I thought was better than the one on Netflix. Actually, yes, much um, better. I mean, look, so not, yeah, but there's so many of these things. I mean, by the way, like, I mean, um, there's, I mean, fucking both. I mean, everybody, like, there's been so many, like, depressed. I mean, like, you could argue that, like, Mayor of East Town and that show with fucking Jeff Daniels, American Rust, they uh, were all, like, they all touched on, like, the opioid epidemic in fucking, uh-huh. in that fucking part of the world. Right, right. Um, and then we get, like, the, the true stories. I mean, again, it's, again, these are stories. They're important. I get it, you know. But, I mean, again, Dope Sick is, I think we there was probably a pod episode about Dope Sick. It is fantastic, and Painkiller, you're watching the, you're watching it, and I think if Painkiller had come out first, maybe I'd be like, whoa, Painkiller's great. That's how I felt about the Fire Festival docs. I mean, the, yeah, the, only, the, right. only, one, the only thing that the Fire the, the one great thing about, the one funny thing, the Hulu doc seemed to get much better, um, Interviews. Um, the Hulu one is because the, that was the one where, like, yeah. But I, but I think it was Netflix. Netflix had that great documentary. Maybe it was Netflix, but I feel like there was multiple documentaries that came out recently about Woodstock '99. There was one on HBO, and that was really, really good. And yeah, I guess that was one. one. On. Netflix always comes in fucking like after the <laughs> someone else did it great. They're like, oh, we're gonna try do it too, and then they they always just kind of fucking chunk it. Because right. the other one did it way better. Right. Way more it. detailed and spent more money on it, probably. And Netflix just seems like they're like, oh, let's try that, too. But the only reason I think that they got theirs going was because Pete Berg directs all the episodes. Oh, right, right, which right. Which is also kind of weird. Like, he's a really... Pete Berg's a great director, but, like, I, I, it was just... He fucking, seems like an odd choice for... Uh, he should be directing, like, what he... He should be directing this. Yeah, he should be starting. He's a kinetic <laughs> director. I mean, that fucking... Lone Survivor is a really good movie. Yeah, and like Friday now, Night Lights. Okay, Lights that explains. Of course, that explains why he made it. Because isn't Taylor Kitsch play the fucking? Uh, he, play, he plays the, play the oxy. The, head. The, the oxy head. Yeah, he's he's it's a big, just it's really dope. Sick is sad too, but dope sick. You actually walk away with a little like hope, and also like painkiller starts with like uh, with uh, uh, parents who've lost their kids to to oxy. Right. So you're already just like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man, Oxy. I hurt. I know. Babe, Oxy, this yeah. one kind of rubs your face in it a little bit more. Dope sick does, but dope sick. There are moments of like victory and hope in dope sick because it's like, look, that for all the people who have died through Oxy, there's also the people who have like gotten through it. Right, right, right. So I feel like dope sick kind of like like got, the Ewan McGregor character in Train Spotting. He gets yeah, through you, it. You want to? <laughs> it's it's like, man, this is so sad. Give me like a little glimmer of hope. Fucking painkiller really doesn't. It's just like no one wins. No, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no. Fucking a man. No, it was a per- no terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> um, Don't do oxy campers. <laughs> uh, man, no, it, it's it's pretty sad. I mean, look, but- there's two again. The two great bullets I've dodged because I don't think I'd be here was that I never, never fucking took pills, never took fucking certainly never did heroin. Uh... I mean, I tried to perk it. I mean, we used to. I mean, I took some Zannies when I didn't like to fly. <laughs> like, I mean, but I mean, but I was never like a pill head. Like, I, I knew. I, listen, I mean, I knew a guy who's since sober. But the big joke with him was like, you couldn't let him go to your parents' medicine cabinet because he'd pilfer it, and <laughs> yeah, he was caught slow. pilfering pills by like one of a friend's parent. But um, in general, like, I mean, I was never like into pills because I, 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 you know, I was I'm more of like I need the immediate quote-unquote control yeah and right, right. uh but like regardless i don't need to you know divulge my own uh abuse issues but um well when you're late like that's the problem with like pills is that 
Like if you're laying on the couch, let's say you're just laying on the couch all day, you're already like on the couch and it's already <laughs> you already kind of feel why like do you need shit. to make it harder to get off the couch you know, and also like feel like more shit like oh, i i'm on the couch watching like the replacements because <laughs> it's on a marathon on amc and like right. now i got this dirty pill fucking rolling through my my bloodstream and i uh, i've never liked i really never liked well them. again not to again not to beat a dead everyone should go out and see train spotting if you haven't <laughs> but i watching that movie one thing that movie does so fucking well is it really it's so gross i forgot <laughs> how gross it was like uh-huh. the whole are they drug dealers in that? I forget. No, they're just fucking losers. They oh, right, try to right. do some drug dealing, but like they're heroin addicts. Right, right, right. And like the w- the way that that's depicted is so it's not like I've seen I I've seen some I've seen heroin movies where that shit's glorified. Right, like right. intensely. Right. And this is not. It just looks dirty and gross and you're like ugh and then there's like pills and you're like ugh and you're like none of it no, there's nothing appealing about it. <laughs> right. And you're like and I'm glad because I mean I saw that movie that movie came out when I was a junior in high school, 199 summer of 96. I remember when I saw that in the theaters I was fucking blown away. Oh yeah. And uh but I remember walking out of it but I remember like it didn't seem sexy. It didn't seem cool. The music was fucking great. Uh, like the quote unquote like lifestyle, not of actual being a heroin addict, but being like a punk scumbag, like ne'er do well. That was very appealing, but never doing the drug part of it. Yeah, a needle. I don't. Ugh, even, I don't even like gross. getting a fucking booster shot. I won't. I haven't even got. <laughs> I haven't even gotten a booster shot. I, I, I might like. Uh, they scare me. Wait, well, I forget the, the new variant of COVID. I saw a story about it, and I'm just like, guys, I, I mean, I talked about this last episode. Like, guys. No more. I don't care how flashy the name is. Just, that shouldn't be popping up on the front page of anything. Well, no, somebody, <laughs> no, another friend of mine literally said to me, she goes, if you don't test it, you know, if you don't test for it, you won't know anymore. Kind of just like, just, enough. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, going all the way back, like, it's... Uh, I almost want to go through another pandemic again to, like, just kind of be a little bit more of a Karen about it. Oh, like, uh, you mean I'm, like like get really worked up and like don't go outside, kind of? Well, just like no, like I'm not like uh, unless I walk outside and my skin peels off as soon as I step outside, like I, this the, the the scare tactics. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm kind of done. Gonna, with, yeah, I'm done yeah. with scare tactics by uh, by the news. Just done. And by your fucking government. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, right. again, like I, I like I, you know the, again the PTSD of all of that. I mean, I I still think we're all coming to terms with the P, like the collective trauma that we all went through with that. I mean, at this point, you know, because you're just like, uh, okay. I mean, like I got COVID. It fucking sucked. It was right <laughs> up there with as awful as getting the flu. I, I, I but and I should be allowed to say that then without being. You know, vilified as if I somehow don't care that all these people died. Of yeah, course right. I do. It sucks. Right. Maybe just stop. People hanging die out with every people. fucking day, folks. <laughs> like you know, I mean, and and there's been a lot of death. Like I mean, shit, man. Like I mean, my stepdad died in April. It's fucking terrible. Right. Uh, and sucks, and it's sad. But uh, just because I'm like, I'm not. And by the way, I'm not saying COVID is like the flu. I'm saying when I got. COVID, it was as bad as the flu. And it was scarier than having the flu because I had all these fucking thoughts going through my head when I got it because of all the fucking shit on the news and all the shit I read on 
X, and that's why I'm blocking all of you and leaving it all. Yeah, that X. I kind of missed that Twitter bird. I yeah, think that was sucks. an odd brand, like rebrand. It fucking sucks, man. <laughs> it sucks. I still strange. get mo- all my news from X, but it's just like, what the fuck? It's weird. It's weird. That bird oddly was like, it was it was like a genius idea. Whoever that that Twitter guy was. Yeah, it's Jack like, Dorsey. It just worked. This X, Twitter like, and tweet. When I see X somebody X, I, it feels like. Uh, like a bad clothing brand or something. It's very no, weird. It feels like Dracar Noir. It feels <laughs> it like does. it feels like fucking something that's like this guy think one person in the world thinks it's really fucking cool. Yeah, and, and is now shoving it. it down our throats. Right. And I'm just like, fuck you. I, do, I mean, bring me back the blue bird. It just worked. It really worked. Right. What you can't. What what do you, what do you Twitter and then you tweeted. What do you do with an X? Z so did, it, it's, but it, it's, it's still called Twitter, obviously, right? I mean, it, <laughs> it probably every eventually time it probably it's won't. still an X on my, and now it's turned. No, the, the bird is not on my phone anymore. It's an X, yeah, it's, and it's, it's a dumb weird. X again. It's also a dumb X too. It's literally like, again, what somebody who probably wants to dress up and pretend to be Batman thinks is a cool looking symbol. Is that Elon Musk? Yeah. Well, he was Batman for a while, like Halloween, probably. I don't. Yeah, I'm not into that. That X. It's 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 I, like. Isn't there enough? It just looks like a. It, it's it so dumb. Looks, it it's like weird. an. It's just <laughs> dumb. It, again, it looks like. It really does look it, like a shitty cologne or like a, like a really exclusive like drug at like or something like that. It also yeah. It also looks like again. It also looks like something that like it, it looks like it was created by a guy who thought putting like Basquiat like images on an igloo container like they're like that would be the coolest igloo container it, it looks like the it looks like that an, an app in a movie about like a dangerous app yeah of. it also looks like the like something like looks like a letter stolen from like the opening credits of a david fincher movie <laughs> yeah a little bit there, it's, it's like a fucking fight about it's it. like fight club but it's like there's no fincher in it I'm, yeah, I, well, I wasn't on Twitter anyway. I, I, even, uh, but again, like, I mean, even I got to get off of this because the first fucking thing I see on, on X right now is telling me about an intense marine heat wave which has arrived along uh, the northern and central coast. Ah. Uh, so it's seven. So the warm water. Uh, Can't they just call it a heat wave? There's a new name for everything, like a bomb cyclone. Just call it a, like a cold. Yeah, couldn't you be like a fucking humidity? Have a, a, a little humidity, folks. <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't with this, the scare tactics. I'm just like, I, I, I just wasn't. When I saw that there was a hurricane coming, I was like, oh, whoa, a hurricane! Wow, that's kind of surreal. Like, and then, and then the, you know, they're like, oh, it's weakening, and, but I was, I, and, and I guess maybe I was expecting like. It to be a little worse, and and even when I was driving home from the movie and it was fucking pouring, I was like, finally, like at least give me something here. But uh, but no, I just I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not ad, I'm not subscribing to the fucking like board your windows, get water, get toilet paper. I, I just no no I mean I, no I mean, <laughs> I, I can't anymore. You know it's just too much. Um, hey, you know it's just too much. We're losing. I, we're collectively losing our minds. But but actually, it, wait, what, but it, it wasn't even really the news. It was it was when I heard. I forget where I even heard it. When I heard the uh, that the grocery stores sold out of, of water and there was a line around the block. I'm like, man. Well, I was in there. I mean, I went. I, I took one step into Ralph's. I'm like, it's March 2020. I turned around and left. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, fuck this. And I told. And literally, I said to my wife, I'm like, you go to the fucking store if you're so worried because I'm not going and fucking in there. 
And I got a lecture about how maybe the water that I had stored from like an earthquake kit might we might have we should drink it because maybe it's not as good. I'm like unbelievable. But then there are all these tips like run your bath. I'm like, oh, dude, what, what's going? Don't on go there? in the ocean after a <laughs> rainstorm is the only thing I that fucking I, I the only thing I that. agree to in yeah. L. A. Okay, because because everything yeah, is gross and <laughs> I've seen fucking people pee in the fucking like whatever you, the drainage things and everything drains to the ocean and people abuse this fucking ocean in L. A. It's shameful. But I will never get in the ocean after a rainstorm. But didn't we get an email and they were like, unplug your appliances? Like, there was an email that went out from like the city of LA, like, what to do. I get that a lot because, in general, the power <laughs> shit's not, the power grid in LA is fucked up. I mean, like, yeah, I do know is. people who did lose power in Hollywood during the storm for 24 hours. Right. Um, and uh, sucks to be in Hollywood. But, uh, but, um, I don't remember that. I do. I mean, again, the only again the only alerts that I pay attention to are I do pay attention to the earthquake alerts because they're like actually so good now you get it while it's happening. Uh-huh. And and then don't go on the fucking o- and they're good about telling me what oceans to swim in because I don't want to get. I know that I if I swim oh, in a some staph of these infection yeah, waiting I, to happen. That's the last thing I need. So I'm very I'm very I'm very peculiar about not peculiar. I'm very uh, picky about the beaches and ocean water that I'll swim you in. You should be peculiar about going into the water in in, Ven- in like Venice and in, in LA. Never, any, never, anyway, never. I'm gonna gross. Get, I'm gonna get into some shout outs. Uh, I don't have them written. Same down. with fucking Santa Monica. No way. <laughs> all right, here we go, guys. We made it through the storm. We made it through the storm. That's Woo, all that matters. We survived. We made it through. <laughs> uh, we made it back to the campers in one piece. Uh, and camp is still standing too. Let's see what we got here. Um, hey, shout out to. Uh, shout out Sean Flannery. Sean. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out the Rhino. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, Hey, shout out to uh, Jimmy Fable One. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out to uh, shout out to Kelly Warren. Shout out. Hey, shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Mad Dish Alert. Shout out. And last one. Shout out to uh, hey, shout out Thunderbird. Shout, shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks, Thanks for, for supporting. Listening. Uh, there it is. So yeah, we made it out of the storm. I I know everybody I'm so was really glad we worried. Survived. <laughs> no staff infections. And everyone survived. I mean, God, we were alive. I mean, we were alive. There were some moments there. I, I saw, but I was at the New Beverly seeing Evil Dead Two, and uh, even that, like the so that 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 show was sold out because that movie's so popular amongst like horror dorks. But the fucking theater was like half full. I'm like, what? Well, I mean, people what said the yeah, fuck. God. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? It's so funny. But again, like, look, when it was cold, I know that I complained a lot, but goddamn. I mean, but, you know, that's that's (laughs) a legit. I was still going Again, it's okay to complain about being cold. You're getting older. (laughs) Like, that's okay. Like, I mean, even Richard Harris says that in Gladiator. He goes, now, you know, be a good chap and, you know, hand an old man a blanket. I like how Gladiator had him and uh, uh, Oliver Reed in it. Oh two yeah, notorious Hollywood booze hounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you always knew like Oliver Reed died on that set. Yeah, he did. He had a heart attack That's because he challenged an entire bar to a drinking. <laughs> the the story goes, he challenged an entire bar to a drinking contest or a group of sailors, and like his his like the final drinks menu on his is fucking legendary. It was like a fucking. <laughs> it was like. An eighth of vo- I mean, it was incredible. Like twelve, fourteen beers, eighth of eighth of scotch. I mean, you just went through everything. Have you read that book, Hellraisers? 
I have not. It's about uh, Peter Boyle, Richard Harris, Oliver Reed, and Bogart about their drinking. Oh God! Well, yeah, no, they're <laughs> drinking. I mean, no, it's insane. Uh, no, I listened to this uh, uh, po- other podcast. Though I we shouldn't promote other podcasts on this podcast. Right, yeah. But uh, there's a podcast called Death on the Lot, mm. and it was it was like a like a four or five episode series of like old Hollywood stories. And they do an episode on fucking Errol Flynn. Holy shit. <laughs> now, I mean, Errol, I mean, unfortunately like Errol Flynn was like the original Harvey Weinstein. I mean, there's like a, there's uh, a, sure. there's like a story about like his, his big line was like, where are the most attractive girls in LA high school? Uh, oh. and a, and he, would, but like, but then David Niven, another Hellraiser, like wrote an autobiography, read the autobiography himself, and he was like proper English man and great accent and all that. And he literally the stories about Errol Flynn are just fucking gonzo. Oh, I'm sure. Well, if your name is Errol and you don't drink or you don't raise hell, like you should <laughs> change your name. Well, I have to say, what's most impressive is how they're it's all such a boozy. Name. I know, but I mean, I'm impressed that they're all like hell raisers and like big drinkers. Cause like nowadays, like I'll have like, you know, I can only hell raise one night a week. <laughs> and even then these days, it's like two or three glasses of wine. And I'm like ready. To, like, I'm like, tuck me into bed. And it feels good. Does listen, not drinking at all feels, feels fucking fantastic. great. I've just, I mean, honestly, I'm, uh, I'm just kombucha now. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I'll have a cocktail if they don't oh, have any. A on. hard kombucha. Oh, yeah. They're so fucking good. Yeah, they're good. But I'm just saying, like, not drinking alcohol, period. No, I, I, I mean, these days, I'm like, I'm like, like shocked. I mean, I was on the East Coast. I was boozing every night. But then by the time, and then I got back here, and I was like, God, I look like flabby and fucking gross in all these photos. And I was like, oh, because I was just fucking drinking every night. And then I got back to L.A., you're suddenly exercising. No, when you go back east, you're like Errol Flynn. Oh, you go Errol Flynn yeah, style. Seriously. You go right to Dorian's and, and start hoovering lines right off the bar. <laughs> That's why you miss it. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, and then also because I miss it because most of these people I've been talking to on the East Coast, I feel like no time has passed. And so we're like, let's meet up for drinks. Uh-huh. And then you sit down with somebody and you're like, oh, I haven't seen this fucking person in 20 years because they look fucking 20 years older. And those I, bars are open later. They are open later, but you know, again, you show up thinking that like you can go, and then the person you've been talking to, like it was nineteen ninety eight, is like ready for bed at eleven p.m. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. And I'm like, right. I come in out of bat out of hell. I'm like, well, actually, for me, it's uh, it's only eight o'clock where I am, so I can go another five hours. Yeah, seriously. No, not drinking really is kind of the way to go. Like. It kind of is. I know. Pain I mean, in the ass. Well, I know it's, but it's also sort of like a, you're sort of like, oh, because somebody told me like, you know, your fifties is like an older person told me this. Like they're like, yeah, your fifties is like Sniper's Alley. Like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people you know are going to drop dead. They're not going to make it. And you're uh, like, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, fuck, really? <laughs> and then you're like, fuck. And then you're like, fuck, because you start realizing like you could also be in the Sniper's. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The the thing, the sniper's alley, <laughs> sniper's oh, what, the scope, the scope. You could, yeah, you could be in the crosshairs, and you know it's Tom Berenger behind that gun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're fucked, and you're like, oh, I'm in the crosshairs. Or it's Jeremy Renner from Hurt Locker. It's somebody with a good shot, right? Or fucking Ewan McGregor in Train Spotting. Uh, or uh, or Chris or Chris Kyle, fucking Bradley uh, the, Cooper the American, American <laughs> sniper. 
Right, so you got to dodge all these fucking bullets, and then you're like, okay, I guess one of the quickest ways not to be in the crosshairs is to like stop drinking like Oliver Reed. Yeah, it's not it's not going to end well. Um, but like to go, but like he went like he went out the way he came in. He, listen, I, listen, to go I out mean, on the set of Gladiator. If I wasn't such a fucking narcissist, I would probably be like ready to go. Like let's go and go out that way at some fucking divey playa del Rey. No, Dorian's, Dorian's, <laughs> Dorian's. But there's a couple of bars deep in Marina del Rey, deep on the west side, that I would love to go out at. Uh, 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 what's that? Uh, the, it's the Cafe Nineties. Yeah, it's, it's, it's couple, right yeah. off of the ninety. It's a real fucking shithole. Yeah, yeah, a couple of those fucking dirty pirate piratey bars on the west side yeah. of L.A. Yeah, Hanano, not Hanano. <laughs> There's another one too. And the scary thing is, is I'm always so fucking blasted when I get there that I don't even remember exactly what it looks like. And then I see photos of it during the day, and you're like, "What the? It doesn't look like that at night." Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, when you're getting chased out of your fucking Uber uh, <laughs> and you're showing up and being accused of, of doing all sorts of nefarious things in the backseat. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's it. Uh, I think that was a good, we got a good hour 23. Wow, we really, uh, I hope you all stuck with us. Thanks, campers. Uh, what, what is it? One more week left in August? Got September rolling around. Football's about to start. College football starts God. this weekend. I can't, get, next time, get excited. I, the good thing is, is the next, the good news is the next time I'll be here. The NFL season will have Dude, started. Really you got your Chargers up. season tickets? Uh, game one, the Dolphins. Oh, that'll be a good game. Bring it on. <laughs> Fucking A, let's go. September 11th, never forget. Never yes. forget. <laughs> um, all right, guys, thanks for uh, listening. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe. And, uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.